Hey, this is Eli Danzi with Boney and Bella Podcast. Thanks for listening. This is the podcast to be kind, do good, you are beautiful. We bring on weekly guests on Fridays who are just everyday people, families, businesses, nonprofits, doing that in the world, being good, being kind, and knowing that they are beautiful and giving that to other people, sharing the good news and motivating you to be a better person, to be a better self and to make the world a better place. I also provide motivational three to four minute uh, thoughts every couple of days on this podcast. So subscribe, listen, read or review. Let me know what you think. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Hey, hello again. Thanks for joining us again on the Boney Bella podcast. Really appreciate you guys. It's Eli, your host again. But today I have a very special guest, a friend, a father, a husband, author of A Redeemed Vision, Setting the Blind Free from the Pornified Culture. He's also a national speaker on Theology of the Body. He is just an amazing man and a good friend of mine for many years, Steve Picorni. Steve, welcome back to the program. You were the first guest on the program, and now you're back. Back and better than ever, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Thanks again for joining us, Steve. I really appreciate your time, man. But um, I want to just uh, take a reset and just tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, kind of your education and your family and, and work life, just, uh, just a little bit. Sure. So I, uh, I've been married nine years, which is awesome. I've got two beautiful daughters on earth, one in heaven. And uh, before that, I uh, spent many years in, in academia. I've got a BA in philosophy. I've got a uh, master's in uh, theology and catechetics, and then also a master's in marriage and family studies. Um, and those have, those have served me well in what we're doing here. And, and especially with um, I had for a long time, for over 12 years, I was involved with pornography and a, a compulsion of pornography that I thought would last me the le- rest of my life. And um, by the grace of God, being set free from that. And so I do work, uh, one of the elements uh, I, that I do, I work with those involved with pornography, attraction, and compulsion to break them of that, um, along with obviously in, in, in various talks and in, in, in various venues, speaking on marriage and family uh, life issues so that we can help to rebuild civilization. And, and the work that I do, especially with, with those involved with pornography, can be found at a freedom-coaching.net. It's called Freedom Coaching, and it's for both men and women. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm Catholic, but I work with those who are non-Catholic as well. Um, and it's been a privilege. It's an honor. Uh, it's humbling also, realizing that, that from my wounds, uh, there can be great healing that has come forth, and then to help those who have been wounded to go to, to heal others. And I think that's the, the ripple effect in one of my um, hopefully one of my legacies that I, I want to leave that, you know, I uh, certainly have have chosen the wrong part uh, going forward, but through God's grace, um, allowing him to right the ship, helping to redirect my arrows so I can fire those arrows correctly and uh, so that um, others' lives can be transformed generationally. Amen, brother. Thank you for what you're doing. So tell me about the book Redeemed Vision, Setting the Blind Free from the Pornified Culture. Get it uh, at Amazon or a lot of different places, your your website. But tell us about the book specifically. Um, what was your motivation and drive for writing the book initially? 
Sure. Um, obviously, part of it was coming from my own personal experiences here uh, of being trapped in this, of having the shame, the guilt, of feeling the woundedness, of feeling trapped, of feeling I will never be free from this, and then receiving a, a major grace of being set free from this Um Part of it was a, a, a massive transformation, and then there was also further, deeper, lasting roots that had to be done in this. Um, and met, many of the solutions that have been given um, to try to help, especially men to break free from pornography, um, just weren't cutting it. And most of them are, are are coping mechanisms, and coping mechanisms, right, can manage the sin, can manage the problem, but they don't actually solve the problem. And so, um, within this whole thing, is is that's the first part of of the process. Process, is helping uh, men and women to to break that power of the attraction of pornography permanently. The second part, though, is also a wider cultural um, project to go, especially after Catholics, because I believe that if you get half the Catholics, maybe uh, the, the Matthew Kelly number, 8% of Catholics on board actually living their faith and active in their parishes, we tra- transform the world. And the, the fact of the matter is because pornography is influencing pretty much every facet of our world, not just on the online, but movies, television, um, you know, with the smartphones, and it's not just technology, but advertisements and various ways in which we even are speaking to each other, the way in which we're relating to each other and seeing each other or failing to see each other, um, it's become a massive problem. So the, because we are breaking down boundaries of intimacy break, uh, in, in, a, in an unhealthy way. We are breaking down even the capacity to form healthy bonds of intimacy with others and and if if the foundation of civilization is marriage and family life and the foundation of that is friendship between men and women right now because the pornified culture that's teaching us that it is not just okay but it is laudable and it is normal to use another human being as a means of my own selfish selfish gratification friendship becomes impossible Ask yourself or, or ask, ask yourself or ask any young lady you know, do you find men out there that are having a healthy understanding of their own sexuality and the sexuality of others? Are they able to see a woman not as an object, but as a person? Mm-hmm. Do they feel it in their bones that this person is not a threat to my existence? Like has been said many times in the whole Me Too movement now that's coming out there, which we can comment on that later if you like. But instead, that they see that they're seen in the eyes of other men as as someone who's precious and worthy of nothing of lo- nothing le- better than their best, even if there's no romantic attachment at all. Then no matter what their body shape, no matter what their 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 height, weight, what they're wearing, whatever, that they're seen as a person. Right, and and because what we want more than ever is to establish genuine friendship. That's what we're looking for. But because there's such a dearth of it, because we didn't in many cases, we come from broken families where those wounds go very deep. We start seeking out ways of intimacy um, that can never fulfill us. But we think maybe this time will. Maybe this time. Maybe this time. And what we're left with is heartache and brokenness. And we as the church have a lot to explain for it. Right, because we, as in 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 raising our kids, maybe we we failed to express the intimacy that we we're supposed to do. Maybe we did not educate in the truth about the body, the truth about sexuality, as viewed coming from God through His Holy Spirit in the church, uh, in the Catholic Church. And so, from this, we have to step up, acknowledge our brokenness, and acknowledge where are our blind spots. 
um, here because this is the only path forward for healing. Because if we don't if we don't solve this 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 breakdown of genuine friendship, mm-hmm. um, I, I shudder at the thought of of where we're heading down that path. Wow. Absolutely. I completely agree. And um, it's it's really amazing because, you know, in my opinion, and, and obviously it's it's the truth. <laughs> That's not just my opinion, but marriage and family life is the foundation of culture and society. And the pornified culture is something we don't talk about enough. Pornography, um, it's just a, a stigma and a, and a hidden... Um, thing that I think gets swept under the rug and just not even brought into the into the openness into the light enough um and and so I really appreciate you and and um I think a lot of Catholics and Christians appreciate you for stepping up to the plate and and being someone that does um realize that God's called you to do this and so we appreciate you brother but um kind of what is the end goal of the book or what are, what are readers hope to achieve when they read and and take in the book fully i mean um and i like to get to go, go into some stories as well but tell me about kind of what you're going to gain or uh, achieve once you read the book all the way through let me let me actually i'm going to read actually the afterward of the book here right so just kind of giving a vision for our, 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 reader, our, our listeners here. Imagine what would the world look like if we pursued redeemed vision? What does that mean? This means that every man and woman would see themselves and each person they meet as God sees them. A person as persons with inherent dignity, worth, and respect. The very idea of reducing a person to his or her sex appeal and using others as a means of one's selfish gratification would be unthinkable. The body would be treated as an integral part of the person instead of a commodity, threat, or burden. Some may scoff that the vision proposed within these pages is a utopia, an impossible dream that couldn't possibly be realized because we are fallen creatures. To these people, I would simply ask, is redemption real? To what extent are you willing to allow redemption, meaning the sacrifice Christ made on the cross and his resurrection, rather than the fall to direct your life? Lust does not have the final word. Through the power of Jesus Christ, we have been given the ability to look with a loving gaze and shatter the chains in which we and others are bound. God's grace gives us the power to pursue this redeemed vision of the body today. My prayer is that this book will give people hope that real freedom from the lure of pornography and pornified images is indeed within their grasp and that of their loved ones. Be not afraid. Afraid. I dare you to take up the challenge to change the world by changing the way you see. My prayer for you is that you will say yes to pursuing the deepest desires of your heart, and arguably I would say the deepest desires of his heart, because that's what he's created you for, my brothers and sisters. Never settling for a counterfeit, but instead seeking what will satisfy. And this is what we're 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 here for. We're talking about a radical paradigm shift. And the words in the in the book there, and in, in, I, I humbly say, right, are going to challenge. And if you feel a challenge in there, the way in which, and, and we've talked about this before, but I just want to restate this, because many people, when we're talking about the issue of pornography, think that it's the body or sexuality or nakedness that's the problem. Mm. Instead of putting the problem where it squarely lies, it's lust. And many of us think this is normal. Boys will be boys. Boys are going to lust after and use women Girls just need to put up with it. Or actually, girls should get into the game, so they should use men as well. And that's why we're seeing you know, entertainment choices are coming out. And you see a whole host of just confusion 
about what it means to be a man or a woman, right? So what has happened with with some of the people who have experienced, and again, um, we're kind of just in the beginning stages of this, but I'm, I'm getting more and more feedback from it, and it's humbling. Um, this is just uh, a couple of them. So one of them is um, from a friend of mine. So several things have been going on, and by God's providence, your book was in my hands at the right time. To give you some background, I've had a constant source of anxiety and sometimes depression ever since high school, which was the fear of being alone. And I think a lot of us listening here, can that, that idea, that feeling resonates with us. We feel alone. Being homeschooled and with good parents, I'm not sure why I had this anxiety, but there it was. During college, this fear took the form of an anxiety and was a desperate need to be in a romantic relationship. I went on dozens of dates, despite my extreme nervousness around women, but would always be turned down in the end. I ranged from optimism to acceptance to depression and everything in between as I would try to recover from another rejection and try again with a different girl. After one rejection, I ran out to a Catholic ar- to the Catholic Arboretum at midnight where I was going to school and started a resentful rant toward God. It would be just like you, I thought, to force me into the priesthood by making me terrible with women. It didn't take me long to realize that if God did call me to celibacy, he probably wouldn't do it that way. He's right, by the way. But my attitude remained basically the same. If I didn't have a relationship, I was alone. And if I was alone, I couldn't be happy. So he's commenting here, this past Sunday was the feast of all saints in the Byzantine church. And as I sat listening to the readings from Hebrews 11, that talks about the deeds of the saints and the cloud of witnesses. I remembered how many of the saints described their relationship with God as if it were a romantic relationship. I remembered from reading your book, the term John Paul the Great used to describe love, self-gift to the other, and it hit me all at once. I was like in a video game where you get all the magic keys or artifacts and put them in the right slots and the door to the next level opens in a flash of light. Those who listen to or play video games will get this. The same reason that the saints could sing at their own executions was the same reason that marriage is between man and woman, which is the same reason why priests are said to be married to Christ through the church, which is the same reason why I don't have to be afraid of being alone. Because self-gift is always the most romantic thing I can do experience, whether that's in marriage or in a friendship or with complete strangers. My desire to be in a relationship wasn't about self-gift. It was about what I wanted. And I realized that I was acting toward women the same way that a man with same-sex attraction might act toward other men. I was following my sexual orientation as if having something or something or someone could satisfy me the same way you described your past porn compulsion. I don't know what God is calling me to next, but I'm not afraid of celibacy anymore. If God wants me to wait, I won't be lonely in the meantime because I have a family and friends that I can give myself to in a way that is just as meaningful as healthy marriage. At the same time, I'm not afraid of casual dates anymore because I'm because asking a girl out isn't putting my happiness or sense of self-worth at stake. In a word, reading your book helped me resolve the single most defining problem of my life since high school. Thank you. And as I read this, like I'm tearing up here, my brother, because like this is what God has done. Okay. Um, and, and the book, by the way, is a 14 year project. The amount of edits we've gone through. My wife is my midwife through this. Um, and, and I believe though, that we are at the tip of, uh, of the iceberg here that we will see. Uh, and, and it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not about me. It, we're going to see God work wonders here because so many of us are trapped in a body shame. 
We are deathly afraid. We don't we don't accept the nature of who we are. We have in our culture this push from um, from this idea that the body is bad, or even this posthumanism trying to get rid of the body. That the body is not important. That we can make ourselves into whatever we want to do this, and we see this through the the notion of the quote unquote uh, false notion of trans transgenderism of all these different things out there that are crippling and keeping us from seeing our own goodness. And then we project this onto others. Because if I'm not good, then you're not good. And we have to change here. So we got to stop. we got to go back to the one who really loves us, who created us from the beginning, Jesus Christ, who is madly in love with all of us, body and soul, and wants everything of us. And all we have to do is come to him as we are and allow him to love us. So the main question that needs to be asked to yourself is, will you let him love you? Will you let him come in and have his home in you? And from just being loved, we want to grow more into love. We begin to accept more of who we really are. We're able to drop our masks. And from that, life begins to transform. And then by being who we are, we are able to transform others. But nothing can be done unless you let him love you first. And as he says, like First John 4, right? It is not that you love me, but I have loved you first. Paraphrasing there, obviously. So will you? Will you let him love you? Eli, will you let him love you? Wow. I'm speechless. I mean, man, the transformation from from death to, to new life in a lot of ways. I mean, lost broken just brokenness and now just reborn and and god i mean you're right it is god but thank you for saying yes to him and and doing his will i mean so um and, and if you don't know also steve is, is a uh, has a business called freedom coaching where basically he coaches those that have a compulsion toward pornography and so if you need help with that as well on, on a day-to-day uh basis he's a he's a coach for you um through that process so uh god bless you for that book and and the uh and freedom coaching that you do, but how how can we help you, your family, and your business? I mean, besides praying for you, um, and and obviously giving you our uh, you know our, our trust trust in you and freedom coaching and and buying your book and and really helping it transform our lives. What what else can we do for you, Steve? Sure. I mean, if anybody wants to make a donation, you're more than welcome <laughs> on a financial part. But I would also say get the word out. Right. If you do have a, if you, to Catholic audiences here, get this book into the hands of priests. Right. If you want to buy copies, get it out there. Um, things like that. Get this, these cards into the confessional because it's this is decimating families. It's decimating so many people. Mm-hmm. The civilization literally is at, at at risk right now. Right. And and more maybe more than ever. And I don't want to be so apocalyptic. But really, again, if men and women can't be friends, yeah. can't establish friendship, yeah. we're done. And if we don't know who our our identity is as male or female, mm-hmm. and to walk from that identity. Then, then future generations literally cannot exist, cannot spring up from that. So um, this, this message needs to get out. And then I would also say from this is take up the challenge because this is rooted in St. John Paul the Great's theology of the body. So take it up and learn from it. Bring speakers in. Bring myself and or other speakers who are going to be able to catechize here because this is the message that we must hear. We've got to first hear that we are good, we are lovable, our bodies are good, and we're meant to live as self-gift, to learn an appropriate understanding of what it means to be human. And being human means that I can see and acknowledge the goodness of the other person 
and allow them to see me in that way. In that, this creates this piece of the interior gaze, that gaze that we are all looking for. Absolutely. And I think a lot of ways it, it, it falls into the culture of death. Um, the same way that abortion, contraceptives, um, all those things, assisted suicide fall into that category as well. But pornography is just another one. And to bring it out into the light, to pull it from the darkness and to show that there is a way, there is uh, a truth, there is uh, freedom, freedom from uh, uh, this, uh, this evil, really. Um, but what is a call to actions that we can do as listeners? I mean, beyond what we've already been called to do really on this, on this podcast, but tell us more, what what else can we do, um, to make it, to to really help others, you know, really understand their, their, uh, their calling in life to be, to be better people, to be better men and women. Sure. I mean, if we're, if we're limiting our gaze to the discussion we've had today, talking about pornography, first, don't stick your head in the sand. This is a huge issue. This is everywhere, okay? Many people are unaware. We're, we're not talking about it. I mean, what's the last homily that you've heard of talking about this? I, I've heard two in my life or three in my life, I think, um, and I'm 38 years old. Um, and from this, um, second is get educated on on the chemicals, okay? Even just knowing about the chemical and what these does do to the brain, especially dopamine, norepinephrine, um, oxytocin, all those different uh, chemicals, how they affect the brain um, can, can open us up to the reality that we're dealing with something that's just beyond dirt, quote unquote, dirty pictures. Um, third is focus on the intimacy in your own relationships. If you are in a marriage, if you're in a family, guess what? You are in a family, build those relationships. If you have children, they're looking for intimacy and, and technology is wonderful, right? But we've got to put the phone away right when it's dinner time we've got to say that in some nights you know we're going to do game night and we're not going to watch movies we're going to be present here we're going to go out for nature walks and be present here but also fourth is get beautiful images around your house right the church has a wealth of images where the body is exposed appropriately that to help us to when because when we're trained in true beauty and learning how to see the body as we're created to the false images which it's, 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 there's a glimmer of beauty in pornography because there's a person behind those images, but the way in which it's being presented is not beautiful. So we can see these persons as artists throughout the ages have tried to capture the glory of the human person created in the image of God. And we, ex- and not just put them up, but we also talk about them. We are explicit about how we are talking about them. And as age appropriately comes, how do you distinguish between that and pornified images to be able to tell the difference, just like a counterfeiter with a, a, a counterfeit $20 bill and a really real $20 bill can instantly tell the difference. They will be able to tell the difference so that when they're apart from you, when they're at their friend's house and different pornified images, they're not going to desire, they're not going to be drawn in to where it is, but they see the truth, they reject the counterfeit, and they're going to look for, let's say, you know, this is stupid. Let's go watch something else or let's go do something else, right? Just as an example there. Yeah, and I think that last point's really important. You know, having your children, um, sons and daughters, uh, getting to things that are healthy, 
healthy sports, healthy arts and crafts, healthy uh, instruments, uh, things with their hands and things with their minds and things with uh, their body that are healthy for them and, and, and different projects and things like that that, that improve them and, and uh, make them better people. I, I think it's really important, uh, especially I have four boys and you got to keep them active mm-hmm. and, uh, and things that are healthy for them. So, um, But any final thoughts, Steve? And I, I just want to say I really appreciate your time, man. This is really important and just... Uh, I couldn't, I couldn't, um, I couldn't love you more, brother. Seriously, it's it's love and it's intimacy that uh, people don't understand. And I think love of friendship of a brother and uh, and Christ is is so important today. And I think that's a big part of this. And so, um, anyway, those are my thoughts. But what are your final thoughts for the listeners today, sir? Sure. Um, as dark as it is. The light of Christ is way, way brighter here. So if you're involved with pornography, if you're struggling with this compulsion, seek help. I'm honored to help you. Check out freedom-coaching.net. Um, for those marriages and families, those, those marriages that are struggling, right, um, you need to be real. You got it. You got to let, let let go of any of the lies that you may be, be buying into. Do not say it's, it's just going well, right? Really check in. Have that intimate time with your spouse. At least 10 minutes a day of really heart-to-heart communication here what's going on here it's probably gonna be longer than 10 but you know but doing that continual check-in is gonna be important and then if you got kids right you gotta spend that time with them it is hard work i know all about the hard work and i i don't do this perfectly you can ask my wife but i know that intimacy is what they're craving and and especially teaching them how to see the body as god has created us to see in doing that they will reject the counterfeit and they will seek out images of beauty amen and friendship Thank you so much, Steve. Really, God bless you, and God bless your family. Pray for us, and we'll definitely be praying for you guys. Thank you so much, Eli, and honor. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Thanks a lot for listening. I really appreciate it. Please subscribe, write a review, let me know what you thought. We're also on the web at bonybella.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Look us up. Send me a message. Love to hear from you guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Huge thank you to all those who provided their monetary support for this podcast. If you would also like to give of your monetary support, please click on the link in the bottom of the show notes or go to anchor.fm slash Bella. Thank you again. Take care.